Good morning, everyone. It's Todd. And Julie. I have my sidekick back this week. <laughs> How bad was it last week without me? We managed. We managed. Jay actually came in and talked about his book a little bit, which, by the way, people, is so good. So Jay DeMarcus's book, Shotgun Angels, when I tell you I read this book in two days, it is such an easy read, but it gives you such insight to his story and not just his story, but I think it's everyone's story. It's that, you know, hope, faith, determination. And, you know, after reading this book, Todd, I I can see why you guys are such kindred spirits because... There are so many similarities in your life. I can't wait for you to read it. He actually gave you a copy, too. So when you get back home, you'll have to read it. Folks, what many of you may not know is that Julie is an avid reader. This woman reads a book in a matter of three to four days. And it's really not because I have a lot of time to do that. If I get a book and it truly interests me, I just carry it with me, whether I'm sitting in the carpool line or Grayson always has to be at baseball early. And I just use that time to read or at night before I go to bed. I enjoy doing that. And I've noticed as I've gotten older that I went through this time where I wasn't reading a lot. And I'm like, okay, I've got to step up my game because I need to be reading. I need to be using that part of my brain. Well, I mean, you know, talking to you the other day, you were telling me that you were reading Jay's book. And I do not have time to sit down and read a book. I wish I did, but I don't. You know, what some people may find shocking or maybe not, you know, I go for about 14 to 15 hours a day. And it is nonstop between managing Savannah's cosmetic line that's coming out and her partnership with Iconics and Rampage, you know, where she's now been appointed as the creative director for Rampage, dealing with all of the stuff that I have to deal with throughout, you know, Chrisley Knows Best, Growing Up Chrisley, crazy stuff that comes our way. Um, I do not have time to read. So I was talking to Julie and I said, what are you doing? She says, Todd, I'm reading Jay's book. She said, it is so good. She said it explains so much about why you two have such a great friendship and why you guys have such a bond because there's so many similarities, you know, in your past. Clearly the similarities are not looks because I'm better looking, but, Ah. you you know, (laughs) but, you know, with that being said, and I mean, I do look better in my clothes, but I'm not going to trash Jay because I know that he'll have a smart ass response. Um, what I wanted to talk about this morning, first off, Judy, and I've not even had a chance to talk to you about it. You know, yesterday there was some tabloid or something that wrote a story about the Chrisleys and the Kardashians. Did you see it, Julie? I did not. Okay. Talking about Chris being this momager from hell and Todd Chrisley being the dadager and the similarities between the two. Now, what I want to make sure that I put out there and what I have tried to do since day one of our show airing on USA Network, season one, first episode, you know, we had our first press interview, I guess, was Jason Kennedy with E! um, at Sunset Towers. We were asked then about all the comparisons to the Kardashians. And I never really compared us to the Kardashians. Now, you know, everyone knows that we love Chloe. I mean, Chloe is absolutely the sweetest soul in the world, and I love her dearly. But what I want to say is that starting this planning process for Savannah's wedding, you know, we're working with a wedding planner. And what I want to talk about here is that All of these girls are such hard workers. Whether you like what they do in their personal life, you know, listen, you can comment on it because they're out in the public eye. You you know, whether you like what we do in our personal life, you're welcome to comment on it, but it's our personal life and we're going to live it. We're not going to give you our personal life for you to live for us. So going back to, you know, the comparison, let's compare Todd and Chris. Chris has worked diligently to build a multi-multi-million dollar empire for her family. This woman is probably one of the hardest working people that I have ever met and works tirelessly for the benefit of her children. 
let's talk about what Todd does. Julie, why don't you talk about what Todd does every day? I, I think there's a huge similarity in the fact that you're constantly working. You're constantly working to better your children, to better our lives. And what I would say about Chris is... As far as Chrisley knows best, there's Chase and there's Savannah and there's Faye. And that's the daily grind of of just growing up Chrisley and Chrisley knows best. Chris has more kids to manage with more things going on. They've been doing this a heck of a lot longer than we have. My hat goes off to her because I know truly there are days that it is like herding cats with the ones that we have. So I cannot imagine with as much that her kids have going on in their personal life, in their professional lives, I don't know how she does it. I really don't. Um, So my hat goes off to her for that. Surely that has to make her life a little bit easier. But listen, we're going to move past it. What I wanted (laughs) to talk about, though, was... We are two different families. We all love our families and our kids love their siblings. And and I love my wife. And, you know, I understand the closeness that comes from a family that truly loves each other dearly, works together every day. Now, listen, does my children like each other every day? No, they don't. I am sure that Chris's children do not like each other every day, all day. But at the end of the day... They are family. We are family. So to the tabloid that wanted to put all the, the shit out there yesterday about the Kardashians and the Chrisleys, I hope that we can have a small portion of the success on television that the Kardashians have had. Um, and I wish them nothing but the, the very, very best. Kylie has always been the sweetest child. Chloe has always been amazing. The time or two that I've seen Kim, Kim's always been lovely. Kendall's lovely. I don't have, these people have always been lovely to us. So there is no issues with the Kardashians and the Chrisleys. So now moving on, let's talk about for one second um, what's going on in our family. Okay. Julie is in Nashville. I'm in LA. And, you know, the kids are filming, you know, when I say the kids, Chase and Savannah, you know, are filming second season of Growing Up Chrisley. And, you know, I'm not on. I'm not with them every day when they're filming. You know, because I'm here working on other business, and to see the show and to see how they're doing on a show that I'm really not involved in, from the standpoint of being there with them filming every day. Yes, I'm an executive producer. I've made it a conscious effort that I don't look at the clips from the show. I want the show. I want to be able to share the show at the same time that the viewers are watching it. And, you know, there was a comment, several comments made last week regarding Savannah and Daniel taking photos in the car. We don't advocate any of that. We don't advocate texting and driving. We don't advocate FaceTiming. Yes, Savannah has been a horrible driver. And that shouldn't have that shouldn't have happened, but it did. So guess what, folks? I've dealt with it. So you coming at me on Twitter talking shit about why I'm not controlling my 21-year-old daughter from she and her best friend taking photos in a car, let me know how well that's working for you and yours, and I'll take a page out of your playbook. All right. Can you believe that Mother's Day is just around the corner? May 12th. You know, I don't know if you guys have any special plans, um, but I just love to celebrate that day, uh, whether it's with my mother, with my mother-in-law, just with my husband and kids, or that person that's always been a mother figure to you. I think it's a day to just celebrate women in general who have been positive influences in our lives. You know, when my kids were little, they always made me a card. You know, my husband loves to give flowers, and now my kids love to give flowers, which I love, but flowers die. And so for a really special gift your mother's going to love, you've got to check out Canvas People. Canvas People prints your favorite memories on Canvas and turns them into unique works of art that add a beautiful touch to your home. And I don't know about you guys, but I love to get a photo. I loved um, just to have a memory, whether it's of a holiday or a trip or um, just of my kids when they were little. I love it. And when I heard about Canvas people, I thought, what a cool way to turn photos of my family into art 
for the wall because we all have thousands and thousands of photos on our phones now. You know, people don't do um, photo albums. Like my mother had photo albums after photo albums. So I've actually done this for my own mom. Um, And it's just a great idea. It's unique. It's beautiful. And uh, canvas people actually use such good quality. Um, Their pieces are truly like pieces of art. So you get your favorite memories printed to cherish and beautiful prints that look great on any wall. So now as a special, very limited Mother's Day offer, canvaspeople.com is offering their their popular 11 by 14 photo canvases for free people. That's right, free. They normally sell for $69.99, but for this week only, you'll pay nothing. Just cover the shipping to get your free canvas Text CC, as in Chrisley Confessions, to 484848 and just pay the shipping. This offer won't last, guys. So text CC to 484848. That's CC to 484848. Message and data rates may apply, but go check it out. I guarantee you, any woman, any person in your life would love to get a piece of art that truly has some sentimental value to it. So go check out canvaspeople.com. You know, I think those are the only things that I really wanted to rant on this morning. So let's go to our first caller, please. Hey, Todd and Julie. This is Brianna from Texas. Um, I love watching y'all show. Um, Me and my husband. My question for y'all today is um, I have a friend that I have known um, since our siblings were in kindergarten, so we were like two or three, um, and we are in our mid-20s now, and we've kind of had our differences along the way. Um, she just recently had another child, and her first child um, she thought was her long-term ex-boyfriend's a paternity test was done, um, and it was not who she thought it was. But I'm very close with her four-year-old, almost four-year-old daughter, um, but she kind of holds that over my head. I'm skeptical to meet this ba- this new baby um, and form a relationship with him like I did with um, her little girl, um, just because her little girl means everything to me, but I'm skeptical to get um, in a close relationship with her new little one um, just because I've been burned so many times by her. Um, and she kind of uses, well, um, you know, you won't be able to see Sadie. Since my wedding in October, we haven't hardly talked. And so I just kind of wanted to know your guys' standpoint on um, what I should do or uh, if I should if I should keep putting myself out there and going out on limbs just to keep our friendship going because I'm kind of fed up with doing that. Um, So just let me know what you guys think, um, and I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks. Oh, my goodness. Brianna from Texas. You know, anybody that uses their child. Let me deliver the first blow, and then you can clean it up. That's what you're really the best at, cleaning up my messes. You've got a girlfriend who has a child, and the entire time that she's pregnant with this child, and when she has the child, she's saying that it's one man's, and then she has a paternity test, and it turns out to be someone else's. Let me tell you what that's called. It's called acting like a hoe. A mama should know who her baby belongs to. I mean, you know, have you never, has anyone ever heard the saying, mama's baby, daddy's maybe? A mama needs to know who her baby belongs to. And if you got questions about it, you might be a hoe. So I'm trying to figure out if you know this chick has already like shit on you several times throughout your friendship, that she's lied to you, she's betrayed you, and now she's using a four-year-old to manipulate you, then let me tell you what's in the best interest of the child. The best interest of the child is for you to remove yourself so the child can no longer be used as a pawn. This chick is not going to change right now because you keep allowing her to get to get away with it. So when you stop accepting bad behavior, either she will at that point, she will either stop exhibiting bad behavior or you will have your sign that it's time for you to move on. 
Obviously, the relationship doesn't mean as much to her as it does to you, or she wouldn't constantly be abusing it. Now, Julie's going to give you a softer approach so it doesn't sound like I'm such an ass. No, no. Listen, I I agree that people who use their children for pawns or to manipulate someone, they are wrong for that. Whether that's in a friendship, whether that's a husband and wife who uses their kids, it is wrong on every level. But also, this doesn't sound like a true friendship to me. You know, it's like that quote, you know, if you're crossing oceans for people who wouldn't jump a puddle for you, you need to move on. Amen, sister. Preach it, Julie. I mean, that that's basically the bottom line. So, Brianna, good luck with that. Next caller, please. Hi, Todd and Julie. My name is Erica, and I am originally from Montana, but unfortunately, I'm in Idaho. Um, I need some advice on what to do, so... I have a husband and two little kids. I have a three-year-old and a six-month-old. And my husband got a really good job opportunity in Kansas. But the only problem is, is our family is up here. We are close to our family, and our kids have so many cousins and so many grandparents. And I'm kind of torn to take them away like, am I being selfish? Do I go and support my husband for this amazing job opportunity and for our kids to have a way better life? Or do I keep them up here working paycheck to paycheck to be around family? I grew up with my grandparents and my cousins, and it was amazing. But I just feel like now in 2019, it's kind of okay to venture off. I just don't want my kids to hate me later on down the road because they were never able to see them as much as they want to. If you could please give me your advice on that, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Honey, your children are going to give, they're going to have way more reasons to hate you as the, as the years go by than, the, than this decision here. I mean, I think for, from my perspective, and then Julie, you jump in, you just said, should I follow my husband on this amazing job that's going to make our life better? I think you've already answered your question. And, you know, our kids grew up with my mom and dad, with Julie's mom and dad. And, you know, our parents were always absolutely amazing. We never had to have a babysitter. We never hired a babysitter our entire life. That is a blessing. Until the show. Until the show. And then when the show started, you know, we had to have a nanny. And I will go ahead and tell you right now, if I'd have known how good a nanny would have been all those years ago and could have afforded one then, we'd have had five. I'd have been, I'd have been worse than damn uh, Wayne and Janet Gretzky. But, um, you know, I think that you have to do what is in the best interest of your family. And when I say your family, the family that you have created with your husband, if this job in Kansas is going to allow you and your family to prosper financially and allow y'all to experience new things together. You know, when you leave that nest and it's just you, your children, your husband, it forces you guys to become closer and tighter, you know, a tighter knit unit. So my vote is, is that if this is such an amazing opportunity for your husband and it's what he wants to do, and you know that it's going to better your children's lives and yours in the long run, then I think that you should make that move. Julie? Absolutely. I agree with you. Listen, I believe that family is important and I believe that you still have to make it a priority. And if your husband's in a great job where financially, you know, it sounds like you're going to be able to have more opportunities, you can travel. You can go and see your family. You can plan family trips where you guys meet up in a specific location and truly have quality time together. Because I know sometimes when your family lives close to you, you kind of take it for granted. I think, Todd, you're absolutely on point with this. Your family is the family that you have now created with your husband and uh, your children, and that has to be your first priority. So good luck with it, Erica. Thank you, Erica. Next caller, please. Hey, Todd and Julie. I'm an absolute hot mess. I'm trying to get all my thoughts together. I'm a recent graduate from the University of San Diego with a master's degree in healthcare informatics with an emphasis in digital marketing. And I met Savannah in Nashville, and I think Savannah is the nicest person ever. Y'all did great. So my question here is is that my dad recently had a stroke, 
in a, in a series of TIAs, many strokes. And my mom is like absolutely beside herself. My dad was a physician assistant and watching somebody who's so smart deteriorate to that point where he just can't get a thought out. We, hopefully he just improves. My situation is, is that as a recent graduate, I'm trying to figure out my way for a job and I don't want to be where I'm at in a small town. And I'm, I feel like a Hannah Montana lyric. <laughs> Lost with no direction, my faith is shaken. <laughs> if you can give me some goals in all of this stuff that's been going on in my life on how I can navigate my way through all of this stuff and get a job in a bigger city, what would you recommend, Todd? I need help. Uh, well, first of all, you've got your hands full. I mean, I hope that your dad gets to to a place to where he can can articulate how he truly feels and 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 can kind of pull together his thoughts and and that your mother will see that improvement. You know, listen, God does not promise us a tomorrow. He doesn't promise us that every day on this earth is going to be great. He doesn't promise us that, you know, that our skies are not going to, you know, that they're going to all be sunny. So what I would say is, is family first. Um, first of all, let me applaud you for graduating from college. If your mom and dad need you, then now is the time for you to step in. I understand that it may not be in that big town that you want to go to, but just remember, I'm sure they sacrificed for you when they could have gone and done other things. Do I think that you should be able to live your life as you see fit and go out into this huge, great big world to a larger city and, you know, be Mary Tyler Moore, be Carrie Bradshaw? Absolutely you can do that, and you should do that if that's what your heart desires. But also make sure that your father is being taken care of because sometimes, you know, I have noticed, you know, as I get older and I see friends around us, you know, that, that are having things that happen, the burden is not just on the person who's sick, but also on the caregiver. And so, you know, if you can sit with your dad and your mother's allowed to go and have her nails done or go have her hair done or just go have lunch with a girlfriend, that's a blessing to her. And I don't know how you do that if you're far away from them. So why don't you try to find something there local uh, in your profession that you just graduated with a degree in, get your feet wet in that profession there, and in that profession, doors will open in other areas that will, you know, that you can pursue, whether it be in Los Angeles, you know, whether it be in San Francisco, whether it be in New York City. But, you know, it also gives you time to help your mom and dad acclimate. So, you know, that's the advice that I have for you. Julie? I think that you're dealing with something that all of us are dealing with if we're fortunate and blessed enough to still have our parents, and that is them getting older. And like you said, Todd, to be able to spend time with your parent, um, even though they, he may not be what he was before, that's still your dad. And, uh, I, you know, and I think it's important to be there for your mom as well. So I, I would agree with you on this. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, agree. I don't know either because we don't normally agree this much. I know. All right. So, guys, spring is here. And if you need to clean your closet out like I do or you need to shop for new spring clothes, all you have to do is download the app Poshmark. It's a free app where you can easily clean out your closet and sell items for cash. Or you can also buy things. I have found some great buys on Poshmark. I mean, designer things. You can get Lululemon, Nike, Louis Vuitton for up to 70% off. There's tons of lightly used or even brand new items with the tags on them on Poshmark. Shop for your next event, vacation on Poshmark. Shipping is so fast and the app is easy to use. So go and download Poshmark. So I have talked to so many people who have put their items on Poshmark, kind of created in their own closet, and you just snap a few pictures of the items, you add details, and it's that easy. Whether you're putting items up or whether you're buying items, it is easy, easy to operate. And Mother's Day is right around the corner. So check out Poshmark for your Mother's Day. Listeners of Chrisley Confessions get $5 off your first purchase. Just enter the invite code CONFESSIONS5 when you sign up 
That's invite code CONFESSIONS5. Gifts or get designer brands up to 70% off. And you guys know I love a sale. I just love it. Next caller, please. Hi, Jillian and Todd. This is Jen from State College. I'm the crazy person that called you three times the other night. But it was all about my son, who his father and I worked to get him to come home from the Marines for a little visit. And he's home. And he is now home and still treating me and my husband like we're crazy people. So I totally get where you come from with Chase, especially, where you guys are crazy, but you're truly not. And I'm just wondering, how can I get through to my son that even though he thinks we're crazy, how can we get through to him that we're really just being parents who are trying to guide him? And I know you probably think I'm crazy because I called you three times the other night, but I'm just this desperate, crazy mom who needs help. Thanks. Bye. You know, I don't think you're crazy. And just so you know, I don't think that your son thinks you're crazy because I have learned with my children that these kids look at us today and we're crazy because we won't condone their bullshit. Then we're crazy. Julie and I have talked about it because, you know, listen, we have had issues with every child that we have for the exception of Grayson. Now, they've all been different issues. Some of them that I say are issues, other people would look at me and laugh and say, oh, my God, are you kidding me? We've dealt with alcohol and drug abuse. You know, we've dealt with betrayal. You know, we've dealt with kids who have trouble with the truth. Um, we've dealt with kids who've dated people that we didn't care for. Thank goodness we didn't end up with any of them. But... I just think that today, and Judy, this goes back to what you and I were talking about you know, a week ago. When we were growing up, we had respect for our parents because we knew that our dads would snatch a knot in our ass. When we were growing up, you had the fear of a belt. You had the fear of getting your ass wore out. You had the fear of having a car taken, phone privileges taken. You know, I remember my mother saying, I work 14 hours a day for you to make sure you don't have to worry about ever being hungry, ever being made fun of when you go to school because of the way you're dressed. I make sure you have a nice home. And your job is to go to that school and to represent the way you have been raised and to get the very best grades that you can get. If you're having trouble in a subject, you let me know. I'll get a tutor for you. The only thing I'm asking for you to do is to get good grades and to get a, and to have a higher level of education than what you come from. Today, we as parents are constantly trying to find an excuse for why our children are constantly screwing up. And I'm out of excuses, folks. I'm out of excuses. I don't have an excuse for why Chase behaves badly. I don't have an excuse for why Kyle behaves badly. I don't have an excuse for why if Savannah does something that's wrong, I don't have an excuse for them. And you know what the great thing is, is that I don't have to. These are adults. And if you want to adult, if, if you want to be a member of adulthood, if you because you know, that's what we all know that these kids have, have strived to. I'm an adult. I'm grown. Well, I had one of my children send me a post the other day. Let me see if I can find it right here. And I think this right here says it all. Because let me tell you something. Reality is truly the best keeper. It is the one that will bring your ass back to center. I had a child send me last week. It says, I can't wait until I'm grown. Was the dumbest shit I ever said. <laughs> now, that came from one of my children. And... Trying to get back to trying to help you, your son is you know he's a, he's a marine. That's going to take care of a lot of his because they're not going to sit there and baby him like you're going to do. They're not going to sit there and baby him like Julie babies ours. I give our children more from a financial standpoint than Julie would, but Julie coddles them more than I do. I expect more from our children than maybe what Julie expects, and Julie feels like that I'm that I'm harder on them than what I need to be at times. But that's a mother, and I have learned to respect Julie's role on this earth as a mother, that, you know, women are generally going to be more sympathetic and empathetic, you know, towards their children's situations. I try to look at it from this standpoint. If you come from better, 
you got an obligation to strive to be better. If you know better, you got an obligation to do better. And I live by that. And my children have gone out here and done some trashy things that their mother and I didn't raise them to do. But those sins belong to them. They do not belong to us. I have released that and I have said, God, I can only be held accountable for the things that I have done, the things that I have said, places I've been. I cannot be held accountable for the things that my children do that are outside of their raising and outside of your word. So what I would say to you is love your son, but love your son with new respectable boundaries. If he's in your home, he has to live by your rules. If he's going to have a relationship with you or if you're going to have a relationship with anyone that does not start off with mutual respect. If there's no respect there, then those people think that they can just treat you like garbage on the street. They have no conscience in lying to you, stealing from you, lying on you. These are signs, folks, that we should be looking at the people that we bring into our lives or at the people that God placed in our life, whether by birth or marriage or, you know, blood, whatever. Because let me tell you something, you couldn't go out here and search the world over and find somebody as deadly as some of your family. We've learned that the hard way. So when you realize that and you find out that people are doing that to you and treating you that way, you have to literally hand it back to God because God says that to enter the kingdom of heaven, you cannot enter it, you know, unless you have forgiven And I can say today I have forgiven a lot of people that have hurt me in my life. But forgiving doesn't mean being forgetful. So I have forgiven, but I have not forgotten. And the not forgetting prevents it from happening again because those people have been moved out of my life. I have prayed for those individuals and I have said, God, please allow them to prosper and move them on. That way, when they're moved on out of my life, God has placed them on their island. He's got me on mine. And that's how I like it. Now, some of the heartbreak that you go through, you will think you will never get to the other side. But you will find that sometimes that the hurt that has been imposed upon you allows you to get to the other side. And that's the explanation for the hurt. People that hurt you this way or people that disrespect you this way never loved you. They were only there for the moment. They were only there for their benefit. And they want to now blame you for doing everything you could possibly do for them. And now it's your fault that they hate you. I don't accept that. I know what I've done. I know what I do. And if you hate me, then you need to pray for that and get the hate out of your heart. Not for me, but because it will keep you out of heaven. So... Your son does not think you're crazy. Your son thinks it's crazy that you don't agree with his crazy shit. That's what it comes down to. So love your child, but now he's an adult child. And Julie, what is our saying about adult children? Adult children are the worst. They are the hardest job that a parent will ever have. Absolutely. Because when when you are raising your child in first grade, you know, maybe all the way through high school, if you're lucky. They still listen to you because they know that at that point that you know better. They're looking to you for that guidance. But, you know, these boys go out here and they think because, you know, they have sex for the first time. They've done it better than any man has ever done it. They know more about how to do it than the daddy's ever done. And they have forgotten more than you and I have ever known. That's when your job becomes the toughest job you'll ever have. Well, yes, because I think... At that point, we can't protect our children anymore. There comes a time where they are responsible for their own actions. They have to suffer the consequences of those actions. And I know the hardest part for me as a mother is I can see what they're facing down the road and they refuse to see it. And that is what is so hard for me. I just want to say, wake up. This is what you're facing if you don't change and don't do what you know in your heart is the right thing. And and that's what is so frustrating. I don't think, Julie, that, that they refuse to see it. I think that their selfishness doesn't allow them to see it. Because they are so consumed in that one moment of, 
This is my life. I'm going to live it. I can do whatever I want to do. I'm grown. No one's going to tell me what to do. I am so sick of that shit, people, that I cannot stand it. Yes, it's your life. Go live your life. Go screw up as much as you want to screw up. But here's what you're not going to do. You're not going to bring your shit and put and drop it off at my door. That's what you're not going to do. If you're grown and you got all these answers and you know how to do it better than we do, then it's stupid of you to take any advice from us because you got this. You okay, got this. folks. So as you can tell, Todd's a little wound up, and this not is wound up. It's just that this hit a little close to home. This topic right here did hit home, so therefore I'm going to put it out there. We are going to always tell the truth, folks. Our lives are not perfect. We have the same issues that y'all have. We fight with our children. We don't like the shit that they do sometimes, but they are ours, and I can talk about them on air. I can talk about them. I don't need you to step in and agree with me because I might cuss you out because <laughs> they are mine. So I'm going to talk about my kids, and I'm only going to talk about your kids because you call in and ask me about them. <laughs> Next caller, please. Hi, Julian Todd. This is Courtney from San Diego. Um, I had called maybe a couple weeks ago, and you guys answered my question. It was so helpful. Um, I just, I've been listening to this um, episode that you had with Jay, and I kind of thought about it. I think last week y'all had mentioned it about millennials, and me being a millennial myself, totally understand that there are so many millennials that don't work for anything, that expect everything handed on a platter. But I do want to let you guys know there are so many millennials that work hard and that are really learning from the older generation, even just 10 years older than us. Uh, there's so many millennials that want to learn and that want to just grow and take the baton and run with it, you guys. Um, please, I know there's so many terrible millennials, but don't forget about the ones that are working hard and that are out here really trying to make a living and building a kingdom. Okay, love you guys. Bye. Hey, Courtney from San Diego. So, Todd, Jay and I were talking a little bit about this last week because I know you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast from last week. Um, just about the conversation that you and I have had a million times that so many millennials in particular, and Courtney, this is not obviously to you if you've got your your stuff together and, and doing what you need to do. but Courtney is a rarity. But they want to be where we are right now, whether that's in a job, whether that's a house, whether that, that's a car, whether that's a relationship. It's instant gratification. You know, and I do think that that, that generation is is has failed miserably, or maybe we failed that generation miserably in, no, in we letting didn't fail. them think we didn't that fail. they can have everything right away. We didn't fail. You ain't putting that off on me. Courtney, honey, I don't, you know, I have not heard the podcast because I was, you know, had to do something else. But we're not saying that every millennial is a lazy piece of shit laying on their mama's sofa and not doing what the other's supposed to do. That's not what I'm saying. It's not what Julie's saying. I don't think that's what any of us are trying to say. What I'm saying is that based on what we see on a daily basis, we see millennials as being entitled and thinking that they are, you know, like Julie just said, that you should start out exactly where your parents ended up. And that's not how it happens. There's got to be a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that's got to go through this in order for you to get to where your mom and daddy got to. So I want to applaud you for being one of the unicorns of the millennials. I don't get to see a lot of that. I didn't raise any of that. I mean, you know, Savannah's a very hard worker. Savannah does put in her time. You know, and I'm grateful for that. Um, but, you know, we have work to do with some of the others. So, you know... I don't want to, and as my wife is telling me, Todd, you're so ang you're coming across so angry. Is that how you feel, Julie? Well, this morning I feel like you're just a little, yeah, you're kind of coming across a little angry this morning, and um, well, maybe it's because you know, you're not here and you hadn't been here in a week, well, and there's things that need to be, to be taken care of. Okay, okay. Next caller, sexual Thanks, frustration Courtney. sets in. And after good luck, honey. Hours. We're not trashing all millennials. Julie is. I'm not Courtney. I love you. <sighs> Next caller, please. Hi, Todd and Julie. I kind of have 
a sensitive topic. Um, my name is Alex, and I'm from Oregon. I have a first family reunion coming up in August. My mom is planning it. I have a cousin who has a a girlfriend, so she is lesbian. And my aunt, which is her mother, I guess doesn't approve. Um, and it's been this way for a few years. And so my aunt said that she's not coming to the family reunion if my cousin's girlfriend is going to be there. Well, I'd like everyone there. What would you guys do in this situation? I would like to be honest with my aunt and let her know that my cousin's girlfriend will be there if she asks. Or do I just not say anything and then she comes to Oregon from California you know, makes this trip and then finds out my cousin's girlfriend is there. I guess she doesn't hold back on things she says. So that's good. That might turn very ugly. I don't know. I guess my mom doesn't want any drama. I guess I just don't know what to do because I hope everyone would get along. I hope that my aunt could accept it, but I don't think that's going to happen by then. So thanks, guys. I hope you do come to Oregon. But thanks. Julie, since I'm coming across as so angry this morning. Uh, yeah, you are. And he just sent me the birdie finger and a text message. So, yeah, he, he really is. Um, Alex from Oregon. What would I say about that? I would say that I love my children and I want my kids to be happy and I don't feel like who my children choose to spend their life with affects how I feel about them. I really don't. And uh, I, do what? Uh, and wow. I am of the belief that as a parent, as a mother, I am only as happy as my saddest child. And I think there are so many bigger issues in this world and who we love is is not anybody else's business. And if your cousin, more importantly, is she a good person? Is she does she have a good heart? Is she a productive member of society? Is she happy? Is she thriving? Those are the things that are important. So for her mother not to be able to see that in her child is, I, I have talked and I know so many people, I feel like if you, you, you do not begin to live until you can live your true authentic self. And to have you to hide so who you really are, I, I just don't believe in it. I don't. Now let's get to the nitty gritty of this shit. At the end of the day. We have had people that our children have dated that we have said are not welcome in our home. And they were not lesbian. They were just assholes. So I'm sorry if that came across as angry. Let me try to kind of tone it down for a second. I don't know that you should keep it from your aunt who has this strong opinion about her daughter being a lesbian. I'm not quite sure what your aunt thinks that she's going to be able to do to convert her daughter from being a lesbian. If that's who they love and that's who they feel they were meant to love, you don't get to make that determination for them. So for your aunt, out of respect for her, because I'm not going to trash your aunt, because listen, I think your aunt has a right to her opinion. I mean, just like Julie, we had a right to our opinion about some of the ones that our kids have dated. I mean, let's just take the gay part out of it. Right. I think that's for us. It's not about it's not about the sex of the person. It's about, it's about is this person, person that... a good person? Does this person have my child's best interest at heart? Does this person share the same beliefs, the same goals, the you know, want the same life? I think those are Come what on, matters. I, I do it. not feel like you can go out here and say, well, my kid's not going to do this. Well, what Yo, my kid would doing. never be gay. Okay, you don't know what your kids are going to do. All you can do is hope and pray that God is going to wrap his arms around them and keep them safe, that he is going to allow true discernment in your child. But discernment only comes from heartache and pain. 
the pain and the heartache is what we grow from and what's and truly what opens our eyes for us to move forward. So I think you should tell your aunt, listen, you know, I love you. You're the and don't tell anyone, but you're my favorite aunt. Um, and that's why I want to tell you that because you're my favorite aunt, your daughter's my favorite cousin, and her lesbian girlfriend is my favorite lesbian friend. And they're coming to the family reunion. So you have the option to show up and be courteous and polite and be with the rest of your family because we would love to have you. But if you can't do that, then maybe it's best that you exercise your option to stay in Oregon. I mean, I think it comes down to that. I do, too. I mean, I do, too, because I don't feel like anybody should be made to feel less. And we are dealing with a little bit of that with Chloe right now, finding her true identity because she's biracial. So I think it's whether you're biracial, whether you're lesbian or gay or whatever, whether if you look different than what somebody else deems as the right look. You don't get to make that person feel less than. Absolutely. I've always told my children, you don't get to use words that make someone else feel less than they than they felt prior to you using that word. It is your job to lift someone up. You know, you might be the only testimony that that person ever gets to hear. And you need to make sure that you're being a positive testimony for that person. So with that being said, to all of my fellow lesbians out there, I support you. I love you. And let's all stick together. <laughs> Are you saying you're a lesbian? Yes. Next caller, please. So my question is for Todd, and it is, I am dying to know how you feel about Savannah getting married. Uh, how do I feel about Savannah getting married? You know, Savannah's young. She's be 21, 22 in August. But what I will say is, is that her mother got married at that same age. And do I think that Savannah's as mature as Julie was at that age? No, but she's close. Is Nick the young man that we were happy with her marrying? I think that I can speak for Julie and myself both when I say 100%. He's a kind, considerate, compassionate young man um, who literally respects our daughter beyond anything that we have seen. And so... We are going to be right there beside them, lifting them up. And when the times get tough, you know, we're going to help try to keep them out of the ditch. And, you know, there's going to be growing curves. And uh, when those times come, when the hard times come, is when you cling together and you get through the storm. And the good news for both of them is that they have an extended family that is in support of them and that when they make a mistake or there's a better way of doing something, it's our job to point that out. And clearly everyone knows I have no problem in pointing things out. Absolutely not. Next caller, please. Hi, Todd and Julie. I prefer to stay anonymous, but I have a question. I'm currently going through a situation uh, with my husband. Uh, my husband and I have been married for about three and a half years. I've uh, been together for seven and a half. And my husband is currently dealing with mental health issues. Um, he's miserable um, right now. Um, he's clinically depressed and has uh, severe anxiety. He currently started um, going to a program to get help for this issue. But in the process, made the comment that he wants a separation and just doesn't want to be married currently or be together just because he feels that I no longer bring him happiness. Um, While I should feel offended, at the same time I feel like I can't or haven't allowed myself to just because when he says I don't bring him happiness, the follow-up question I've had is, well, what makes you happy? Does being around your family makes you happy? Do you make yourself happy? And the answer is no. Um, he's at a job where he hates. This job consumes his life, and ever since he's been working there, he's been a different person. Um, he's, he's completely disengaged from his family, from his friends. Um, he used to love playing video games, and he doesn't even do that that often anymore. I mean, he's what? made the comments that that doesn't even bring him joy anymore. And I guess I'm just Good. stuck not knowing what to do. I'm currently um, going with him on Saturdays to his counseling sessions. I know I need to take care of me, 
but do I just let go and let God, or do I continue fighting for my marriage? I look forward to hearing back from you guys. Thanks. Uh, You know, here we go again, Julie, with mental illness. Yep. You know, it is such a struggle in this country, and I believe worldwide. Um, You know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. The fact that he's a grown man and doesn't want to play video games, that's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Depression is a serious, serious matter. And, you know, he needs to get, you know, truly be, you know, have a clinical diagnosis, be treated for that, and to try to move forward. But if he's sitting here telling you that you don't make him happy and that he wants a separation, you know, I think that you you guys need to truly, with a therapist, to, you know, you need to discuss that and kind of see what that looks like and how that would play out in the future. Because listen, you can't save him from himself. You can't make another human being happy. The happiness comes from within. You only enhance it. So when you are in a good place, the people around you will see that and they will they will feed off of that. When you're in a bad place, they will feed off of that. Julie has always said to me, Tide the kids feed off of your energy. Tide the kids feed off of what you're doing. And that's a burden to carry. It's truly a burden to carry for anyone. But what I would say is that, you know, you cannot get lost on his journey. This is his journey, and you can't get lost on it. So take care of yourself, place proper boundaries, and also, most importantly, place proper expectations. Julie? I agree. And, you know, I I know that when people are battling depression, when they're having mental uh, health issues, the things that they say are not necessarily what they mean. Um, And I know that it's difficult because sometimes you don't know what or who you're dealing with, because whether they're up or whether they're down or whether they're depressed or whether they're Whatever. But I do think that you're taking the proper steps by, um, you know, going to counseling. I think he needs to be seen and you need to follow doctor's advice. Um, Just hope and pray that things get better. I really do. So um, good luck. And we are thinking about you guys. Thank you. Next caller, please. Hi, Todd and Julie. Um, I don't want to say my name just because I'm a little um, uneasy about the topic, but I'm from Minnesota and um I love your show. I love y'all. But I um, actually have been against it my whole life, but I had an abortion uh, about nine months ago almost. My uh, due date is actually coming up here in a few weeks. So I'm a little uneasy, a lot emotional. Um, I feel guilty, and I guess I'm just kind of wondering where you guys stand on it and, you know, what you would do if you were me in the situation to try and help yourself forgive yourself. Um, but anyway, I thank y'all, and I love y'all. Bye. <sighs> of all the questions that I could be asked, this is the one that I dread the most. I am pro-life. I believe that, you know, I have five children, and each of those children have been a blessing to me at various stages of my life. I have learned a lot from all five of them. Um, and I believe that, you know, things happen in people's lives for a reason. I don't believe that anything is happenstance. I don't believe that this is just a fluke. And, you know, the Lord that I serve says that he knew us before we were a twinkle in his eye. So I believe that if he knew that, then he was able to see what hurdles we were going to have. And I believe that he knew that he could get us through those hurdles. So I think that the forgiveness that you seek first should come from your Lord and Savior, and that you should ask Him to forgive you if you feel that you need to be forgiven. And you have to move on because there's nothing that you can do at this point that's going to change the decision that you made. I believe that women have the right to make those choices. And I'm grateful to God that I'm not a woman to where I'm in that position because I don't we all at a time of need and at a, and at a time of uncertainty and in stormy waters, you know, we all look for that lifeboat that's going to be the closest to us. And 
I don't know what your situation is, what your circumstances are surrounding your decision, but what I do believe is that it is your decision. And I don't think that you need to seek forgiveness from anyone other than, regardless of what your faith is, I'm going to place this on, on what my faith is, my Lord and Savior. Then once you seek that forgiveness and you feel that it's been granted, you owe no one else an explanation, period. So you have to get up, move forward, know how you got to where you were all those months ago when you had the abortion and prevent yourself from ever being in that situation again. Because what I do not believe in is that there should ever be an unwanted pregnancy, not when we have so many forms of birth control, when we can practice abstinence, when there's adoption, people out here that are begging to have a child that can't physically have a child and they would long to give their home to a child to raise and to love and to nurture. There's so many other options to prevent ever being in a position to being pregnant and not wanting to be pregnant. There's the, the morning after pill. So I hope that I've helped you in some way. I don't want to come across as, as sounding judgy or that I don't support women because I do. I'm a huge female advocate. You know, I was raised by a wonderful, strong mother. I had been surrounded by strong women my entire life. I was blessed to marry a strong woman, and I have tried to raise strong daughters. And so what I will say is, is that it was your choice. It was a choice that you had the right to make. It is going to change your life. It's already changed your life, but it doesn't have to be the thing that breaks your life. So I hope that that helps you in some way. Julie? Absolutely. I, I don't know that there's ever a, a cut and dry answer for, for this because there are so many situations. There's so many circumstances. But I do think that you have to take responsibility for your actions. You have to forgive yourself. You, has, you have to ask for, for that forgiveness. And I think so many times forgiveness and being repentful is two different things. But to to repent is to know that I made a bad choice, I made a bad decision, and I'm going to turn away from that and I'm not going to revisit it. I'm not going to ever allow myself to be in in that position again. And then I do think you have to move forward because, listen, we have all done things in our life that we're not proud of, that we look back and say, man, I wish I had not put myself in that position. We, we all have day. done it. So for people that want to, to, again, judge and condemn, no one out here is perfect. I mean, listen, I sinned on my way here on Santa Monica this morning when I cussed people out that was uh, driving stupid. So, I mean, we're all sinners. Exactly. We're all sinners. I mean, listen, as I've stated, I've gone on the record, you know, Chase loves to throw up to me when I'm getting on to him about going out here and screwing around and, and being with this one and that one. And he said, well, what were you doing when you were 15? And my response to him has always been, I am a reformed hoe. I know better. And because I know better, it's my obligation to teach you better. So what I would say to you is that we love you. We support you on your road to whatever recovery you're seeking, and I hope that you will feel whole again. But maybe sometimes that empty feeling that we feel after a life-altering decision is meant to be there because it is life-altering. And maybe that, maybe that feeling that we feel is what will prevent us from being in a situation to where it has to occur again. So I truly hope that that helps you and know that we love and respect you and respect that you have the right to make the decision. It's not a decision that Julie and I would make, but it doesn't matter what we do. It only matters to you because you're living with it. You're dealing with it. And we're going to pray that God will give you the wisdom and the desire and the hope to move forward and to prosper in your life because life is a beautiful thing. It's what we make out of it. So I hope that that helps you. Folks, that leaves us. That ahead, being Julie. said, I feel like today's episode was really heavy for some reason. Uh, and But I think those episodes are necessary because if one person learns from it, grows from it, you know, um, then it, it's worth it. Um, so... 
I um, I well, miss I'm you, Todd, I, and uh, I miss you more. I hope everyone is tuning in to Growing Up Chrisley Tuesday nights, ten thirty Eastern. Um, it is super funny. I have to say that I just sit in bed and just laugh um, when I'm watching those episodes. So if you need just a little escape and just to laugh, you'll definitely get it on Tuesday nights, ten thirty USA Network. Growing Up Chrisley. Julie, I was reading not to change the subject right quick, but I am going to change the subject. Do you know that people have FaceTime sex? Todd. Okay, with that being said, folks, we will see you, talk to you next week. I'll FaceTime you tonight. I love Bye, you. Bye, Todd. Bye.